Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Tuesday for those that are here live. Thanks so much for being here. It's an honor to have you. For those that are joining us, as you can see, the beard is growing in. Thank God. We are in this period of time called the Omer, where we are remembering the destruction of the Jewish community after the temple. We've been talking about this concept of bringing up the water, bringing up the energy, bringing up the power. And I want to continue delving into it. Yesterday, I got, um, I, I met my good friend, Ben Cohen, who is one of my favorite people. And he said to me, I was listening to the boost and I thought of the, the following situation and he told me the coolest thing. He said, in, during Hurricane Sandy, on one block, there were five major trees. And after the hurricane was done and the winds sort of pierced and you know blew through the town, three of the five trees got knocked over. And the owners of the block couldn't understand those were five identical trees. Identical. They were planted the same time. They looked exactly the same, the same size trunk, the same, they were at the same stage, if you will. Why were three out of the five, why did three blow over and two stay standing? And they went and they got a tree company to come and assess the damage. And, and while the experts were there, they, the, the neighbors came out and said, like, we, like, what's going on over here? Like, why did this fall and this didn't? So without batting an eye, the, 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 the tree company said, who here waters their grass? Like with sprinkler systems and three hands went up and it was the three houses with the fallen down trees. And he says, what happens is, is that the trees need sustenance. And so when you water the grass, these specific trees get their sustenance from the surface. So they don't have to establish deep roots because the roots are getting satiated from the surface. But you two who never watered this part, you didn't have sprinkle systems. The trees needed to get sustenance. So it had to grow its roots deeper and deeper and deeper to a water source. And by growing its roots deeper to a water source, it created stronger and stronger and stronger roots. So when the wind came by, those trees that had deeper roots was able to withstand it. I don't know about you, but I love that story. First of all, it just shows you the brilliance of how everything is interconnected in this world. God created a world where all the principles all align. It shows such a beautiful alignment of principles. And how everything connects to everything is a concept that we, that we say, God looks through the Torah and creates the world. What that means is that the entire world, the entire world shares the same principles. This tree is exactly what we're talking about. It's perfect. There's a water source in ourselves. And when we don't allow 
the world to sort of give us the little bit of the water, but we dig into it and dig into it and dig into it. When we don't settle for the cheap stuff, we don't settle for the cheap stuff. We dig and dig and dig. I'm okay isn't enough because you know they're not okay. But if you dig into the conversation, it's another half an hour of your time. Can I help? Isn't going to be annoying because if they say yes, you're going to have to change the next few minutes, but it's going to dig into the relationship. Yeah, I don't want to resist my temptations in food or in speech. I don't want to hold my words back. I'm right. I don't want to strive to the next level. I'm pretty far. And by the way, I'm 70. Like I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No, you're not. You're never done. You're never done. Digging and digging for more water and more water, feeling that feeling of, I need more power. I got to do more, but not in an unhealthy way, not in a, I'm not happy way. As we dig and dig deeper into the water sources, what's happening without realizing it is that we are building stronger roots. And we were talking Ben and I yesterday and it was great. And he was like, that's what it means to be rooted. Do you hear rooted? When you look at someone who's principled, when they're principally rooted. What does that mean that they're principally rooted? It means that they had a principle in life. And then it was tested and tested and tested and tested. And they dug and they dug and they dug. And now that principle is now so firmly established in them that they're not going to break it. You know, for those, you know, the stories of, you know, for those that, 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 that keep Shabbat, you know, in today's day and age, it's it's easier. Although if you work in the corporate world, we, we've all been in a situation where you had to explain to somebody that you can't be on on Saturday. Everyone has had that moment where you got the look in the eyes of your boss with the disappointment of, oh, you're one of those. I didn't understand when I saw the thing on your head that that meant that you can't do my deal over the weekend. Everyone's got that. Everybody, even in 2020. You just can't say it in 2020, but I know stories of people that came from the war. They couldn't put food on their table and they got a job and he said, see you on Saturday. And they said, I'm sorry, I, I keep Shabbat. And they said, well, if you don't show up on Saturday, don't show up on Sunday or Monday. And they didn't show up on Saturday. Like they didn't show up on Saturday. Not like the person disappointed because I'm working in a big corporate law firm. Like, I don't have any money to put food on my table. Didn't show up on Saturday. And not one person, but hundreds of people. And I am positive when they sat at their table on Saturday, they were shaking from fear. that They wouldn't be able to support their own family. Not like they wouldn't be able to take their family to Tahiti for the vacation. They wouldn't be able to buy milk. But they were rooted in this particular principle. And they rooted and they withstood and withstood and withstood. And then before you know it, it becomes a normal thing, which it wasn't a normal thing. 
They withstood it and withstood it and withstood it. Integrity is hard, hard. I know people that work in the business world and they can make money so much easier than they do because they are so principled. Integrity. Did the buyer know the deficiencies in what he is buying? I don't want there to be any deficiency here. You can get away with an easier contract, but I don't know if they know rooted, rooted in integrity and honesty. Yeah, they give up a couple of easy wins, but in the long term, people flock to them. And if they make less money, it doesn't matter because the money they make, they, they, they live with in a different way. There's light in their money. There's spirituality in their money. Principles that we have are only rooted when they're tested. And as they they dig deeper, I'm going to watch my mouth. And when I'm tested, because the person in front of me says something so dumb, or the person in front of me said something to me, then they're wrong and I can nail them for it. Or I'm in charge of that person or I'm the parent of that person or I don't care what they think, but I still hold myself back from saying negativity and I hold it and it hurts. Deep rooted, deep rooted. My roots dig an inch further into the ground. I was talking to a to a, 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 an incredible individual. And um, he was, he's a singer. His name is Yaakov Shweki. He's one of the, the great Jewish singers of our time. And we were talking about this concept. We were together for Passover. And we were talking about this concept of when, it, when you, one becomes a professional singer or, or profession, professional. And he's saying to me that like, people don't know how hard it is to be professional at something. How many times he got on an airplane to do a, a show in the middle of the night and landed and how many times he'd rather be sitting in his home with his family, but he promised somebody or he agreed to a certain thing and he had to like take connecting flights in the middle of the night and get there. and. It's hard, but then that's where you, or how many times, you know, he's, he'll say that like people will come ready to sing and they're not really ready to sing. They just rolled in versus getting there on time and preparing properly and getting ready. It's hard. Every time you push through the challenge, every time you take your own profession more seriously, every time you hold back from a temptation that can hurt you, every time you, you take a value and you take it through life and it gets tested, what's happening is it's not just like it's tested and like I wish it wasn't. We, of course, no one wants to suffer. Nobody wants pain. Nobody wants to be challenged. You never ask for challenges, but if you're pushing a value through the system, there will be times potentially where you don't have the water, where you're thirsty for the sprinkler system, but it's not there. And you have to now dig in. You got to find energy in the exhaustion. 
You got to find strength in saying no. You got to find strength in saying okay. And when you're doing that in your mind, picture that your roots are going an inch deeper. And without even realizing it, just these small wins every day are just establishing a more complex web of roots and foundation many feet under the surface. We don't see it. From the, the, in the, to the naked eye, all the trees look exactly the same. To the naked eye, every person looks exactly the same. That's what we go back to my people that are recovering. These people that have recovered from major things, they look like everybody else. They're not like everybody else because they planted roots. When you see someone who is, you know, I'm blessed to have a rabbi who was one of the greatest rabbis of our time. His name is Moshe Weinberger. And I know because I sit close to him and I should always have the ability to, with God's help, you know, in all in good things. I see even when, I, when, I'm, when I'm sitting, people are coming to him with problems all day. And he's dealing with people's issues. Sometimes I see people in, in the synagogue in shul and they'll be like, and they went through something very challenging. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And they go, yeah, Re- we call him Rebbe. Rebbe. Rebbe is Hebrew from like my rabbi. Rebbe was with me the whole way. I'm like, he was with you the whole way? And then you the whole way? And then you the whole, like he was with everybody the whole way through it? And when you see people that spend their time helping others and they are with people, and then they find a way to stand up at the podium and be positive and give messages of encouragement. They find a way to still be happy and to turn around. And you're thinking, do you know what, how much stuff he dealt with just before he gets to the afternoon service? And yet when he shows up and he turns around and he greets people, you know what that is to go from there to there? It's rooting yourself. It's rooting yourself. If I have a hard day at work, you know how hard it is to pull into my driveway? And we all have it. And take a deep breath and say, I don't want to complain. I don't want to complain. People say this all the time. I love that we have like, you know, like when you have, and we're all like this. Let's just call each other out for a second. You know how like we want to complain, but we don't want to be complain. You know what I'm saying? We want to complain, but we don't want to be complainers, you know? So we say, I'm not complaining. I'm just sharing. You know when we do that? I'm not complaining. I'm just sharing. No, you're not. You're just complaining. But you don't want to feel guilty complaining. So say it's not complaining, but it's still complaining. I'm not complaining. I just want to share my day. No, you don't. You just want to complain. You don't share the good times. You don't have people like, I just want to share my day. So I woke up in the morning and I went to the restroom. And by the way, it's incredible that my body works. Like I just was blown away for the fruit. And then down the block, I realized that I got food. It was delicious. No one says that part. When they're just sharing their day, they're like, let me tell you all the negative parts of my day. You know what it's like to sit in the driveway and then say, why does my family need to hear this? Why do my friend, why do I have to bring this home? Hey, everybody. And in your head, you're going out of your mind. Like my rabbi, Rabbi Brazil, remember? My, my mouth is public property. You know how hard that is? You think that's nothing? That's something. You don't become a world-class athlete when you step up on the field in the Super Bowl. You don't become an Olympic athlete when you go to the Olympics. You become an Olympic athlete when you're alone in your hometown at five in the morning in your training. 
when you go to the Olympics, it's just letting out all the stuff. And we really look at the great athletes. They say, the easiest part of my day is the game. We don't become Olympic individuals. We don't become world-class individuals when we're at the end of our lives or in front of people. We become Olympic individuals every single day of our lives. In the small battles of life, that's where we become who we are. It's the small battles, like my rabbi said this weekend. Big, little people are only impressed by big things. Big people, they understand that the real greatness in life is in little things. Great people live in micro-greatness, micro-challenges every day, pushing their roots. It's invisible to the naked eye, invisible to the naked eye. You can't see yourself grow. You can't see yourself growing when you grow up. When you go from three to 15, you don't ever look in the mirror and go, wow, I got so tall. You can look back at pictures and go, oh my gosh, but you never, when you lose weight or gain muscle, you never look at yourself and go, oh, I see where the muscle came in. Not when it, it's, it's incremental, it's invisible. And when you set up that workout or when you go through your life and you go, what am I doing this for? Because you can't see the growth. That's how life works. We can't see our growth. We don't see the roots taking form around the bottom. It's beyond the naked eye. It's 30, it's 15, 20, 30 feet underground. All the trees look exactly the same. You know when until? You know? Until the wind blows. Until the wind blows. Then you see. The wind blows. And some people lose it. Lose it. them a little bit behind closed doors and they lose it. Life throws a challenge and they lose it. And some people, the wind blows and they withstand it. It's not because they were born that way. It's because they've been laying foundation their whole lives. Do you think when some people are dealt with a challenge and they step up with happiness, it's because they just turned on the happiness button? It's because they were working on it their whole lives. Maybe they didn't realize it because they have role models. And so they just had the neuroplasticity given to them. That's fine. But who cares why? They're working it their whole lives. They've been hearing their whole lives. It'll be okay. Or be happy or appreciate what you have. And then comes a challenge in their lives and they're just super stoked. Where did it come from? Roots, roots, roots. They're planting. They're, there's those little roots, if you can picture it. Is, is finding a little bit, you know, a little bit more in the dirt. I can almost like picture in my head that root just going, moving an inch at a time in the dirt, like thirsty for water, looking for the water source until finally it attaches, you know, a hundred feet lower than the tree next to it. And for 15 years, nobody knows until Hurricane Sandy comes. For 20 years, nobody knew Bernie Madoff had nothing until all of a sudden the housing crisis hits. But the guy next to him who had much less money, who's doing it right, doing it right, doing it right, withstands 2008 is now maybe not making billions, but making money for his clients and doing the right thing. Life, if we look at it as a series of daily battles is an entire process of slow, hidden, invisible greatness. 
but we have to be okay with invisibility. I'm talking to myself here. I have to be okay with small growth. We have to be okay with micro pain, with no return, believing that the micro pain is worth something. And that's the difference. Once you know that every single bit of discomfort is worth something, which you may not see for a while, it allows you to at least feel positive and good about the small wins every day. Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman once said, Hayom, today, if you just be good for a day, let's just fight for the day. All right, everybody. Thanks, Ben, for that. Appreciate it. Let's all, let's all deepen our roots today. Let's deepen our roots today. Today, when you encounter any challenge, right away, before you react, think, I want my roots to be a little bit deeper today. That's it, a little deeper. Let's dig our roots into the real energy source. All right, have an amazing day. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again manana. 